Hello, Sam. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm great. Um, are you going to celebrate this by taking a hit or a choke or a smoke? That's what I was going to say. <gasps> okay, wait, hold on. I'm going to get ready. Okay. <laughs> I, okay. Okay, I'm ready when you're ready. So, okay. three, two, one. Marijuana. Marijuana. You smoke, you smoke, you smoke, you smoke, you marijuana. That was a lot better than I thought I was going to be. I don't know why I thought I was going to be a hot mess. That was great. We should record that. We should... I forgot! Oh, that was too much. Okay, I'm good. You're good? I'm good in the hood. So today's guest that I have is... I'm very, very, very excited to have him. He's incredibly busy, difficult to book. He is booked. He is blessed. He is living life and not stress. We have the one and only at... Sam the Somewhat Man, Samuel Baletcha. Hi. I miss you. Hi, Sam. I miss you too. It's so not okay that I haven't seen you for as long as I have. Is this one of our longest? This is one of our longest times without seeing one another, I think. I think so, yeah. I mean, there there have been some times where we didn't see each other for a long time, but yeah, it it does feel like a long time now. Yeah, it does. This is definitely one of them. And Sam and I, um, we are not, we're in the same state as we were when we met. However, we're much further away from one another than when I lived in Kapolei and you lived downtown. Uh, So Sam and I know each other because of a, a children's prison program that we both <laughs> hey i was gonna um mention that i knew about you in middle school because you were just one year older than me yeah like i've seen you hanging out sitting down with britney gold you know i started to get to know you during sp um, wait i didn't our- know that i didn't know that you i you don't even come into like my like memory until sp you, fine. You, I mean, I, you know, sometimes I'm forgettable, but <laughs> no, I just mean that. I mean, when I was in, I mean, damn, when I was in middle school, honestly, oh man, if I had to compare what I'm going through in my life right now with this like next level of like wokeness, I would compare it to middle school. I had to go through some wow. changes. I don't even remember what was happening around. Well, I mean, I remember what's happening around me because it affected me so deeply, but middle school fucking sucked for me. I think middle school was all about being, you know, cool to other kids in your grade, and the mm-hmm. pink girl was just out in you, you know, and the mocha boy was out in me, like, <laughs> it, it just happened. Uh, it's so true you gotta dress up you gotta wear the bracelets you gotta i remember that like that fucking like the goth phase that came through it was beautiful because it was like everybody was wearing the sex bracelets on one hand and all the hawaiian bracelets on the other hand <laughs> like they had to be both and then there was like so much talk of cutting yourself and like yeah why, why did you talk about that in middle school like that went around that? because that was in the music i feel like for the first time like we were because of the access given to us by Apple. It wasn't just you know listening to like Hawaii 105 or you know whatever mom and dad had on like with like iPods and like stuff like that. We had access to music they weren't playing on the radio, and we're like, oh shit, that's crazy. Like there's people out there that feel that way and feel like us, 
And um, I think that was like also around the same time when um, they started putting all those shows. But we see in the way that we were able to pull that from music, I feel like we didn't have the ability um, visually just yet because we still really only had cable, like iPads, iPods, like the shuffle at least. I feel like we had control of our music. But in terms of what we were watching, like Blockbuster was still the shit, you know. So we were still oh watching God, Blockbuster. Blockbuster. Did you ever go? Oh, yes, I always went there. I would look for all of the shirtless men on the DVD covers to know which movie to rent. Stop. Are you serious? Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> and now they're just advertised to you. What does your Netflix watch look like? <laughs> Suggestions I mean, for you, you all shirtless really men. Know? I do really want to know. <laughs> do you, I want to know right now. Do you have access to that? Um, do you really want me to know right now? Because I can know. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, but maybe at the end of the episode, okay. we'll release a bonus episode. Okay, but I'm like, oh, wow. I heard seriousness in your voice. I mean, I mean, I was serious for 0.5 seconds, but then I got bored with it. So when you went okay. to Blockbusters, which, okay, so we had a Blockbuster. So Sam and I are from the same town. No, 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 we're not. No, we're not. <laughs> no, we're not. How dare you? We're not. In okay. The same as you okay we lived in the same city we lived on the same coast it's so different it's 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 so interesting because i get it because like in la like there's different places you know you go to a certain place it's different you know van nuys is different than north hollywood is different than sherman oaks is different than studio city is different than hollywood hollywood is different from you know like the downtown district and it's like i get that and it's so interesting because i feel like it's like that at home, but it's not. And it's hard to explain because every town was different for sure. But we weren't as drastically different as like how these places are now up here in the mainland. Does that make sense? Yeah, it totally makes sense. Do you remember all the shit we were talking about not a coolie? Like, it was so <laughs> terrible to <laughs> But they were terrible to us. It was because we, it's like natural. Like, we just want to make beef. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like, we just got to fight with somebody. We have to, like, prove we're better. Like, that whole, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, that territory. Like, that territory. The lines are really drawn out here in L.A. And you can kind of tell, like, whose turf is who turf. Even, like, down to, like, gang mentality almost. Like, little Armenia. But, you know, this is Chinatown. This is, and everyone just goes with the people that are the closest to them. But where we're from, I don't feel like people did that i feel like people literally repped their area and it didn't matter who was filipino or who was chinese or yeah. who was white or who was holly or who was popolo it was who i live why not valley road dog <laughs> like that's like, that's what you rep the really shitty thing though is that there still was racism in hawaii even though like it didn't matter who you were, or where you, like, you know what I mean? Like, you, if you lived in my city, I would rep for you, but, like, there still was racism against, like, Micronesians, about, against Chukis, against Holly people, mm-hmm. like, it mm-hmm. still was there. It's true. That's so real. I think about that all the time, because I have definitely had occasions in my life where I remember being, like, profiled, or, and it's interesting, because it's kind of like how I was saying with the TV, like, we didn't have control over what we watched on TV still. It was, like, MTV, VH1, Lifetime, (laughs) ABC, you know, like all the cable shit. And I feel like what infiltrated us when we had access, it was almost like, oh, that's how the world is. Okay, then that's how we're going to start to act. 
because yeah. I don't remember like kindergarten, first grade, second grade, third grade, fourth grade ever being picked on because I was black. Like I was the same color as everybody else, you know. But once I started getting to like fifth grade, sixth grade, and this is kind of when like 9-11 happened, people started watching TV more. Like we started paying more attention to what was happening in America. Holy shit, this is crazy. I didn't even realize this. We started paying more attention to what's happening in America. And they're like, oh, in America, you know, white people are good and black people are bad. Then I started like in honestly with exposure to the media, I fucking this blew my mind. It happened. Like, I remember, I remember in the 12th grade, like, 12th grade. I remember in the 6th grade. It was 6th grade. I'm sorry. I remember the 6th grade, like, people literally changing. And all of a sudden, I felt black. And people started using the N-word. And people started, like, calling me out. But that had never happened before in any of the younger grades. I always got picked on, of course, because I was so fucking me. And that was not appropriate (laughs) when everyone's just trying to fit in and stuff like and be popular. Like I remember wanting to be popular so bad. That's all I cared about. But um yeah, I was weird so I couldn't be popular. I also think think, like when you're younger too, you're less racist. Like we only become aware of stereotypes that exist because others point it out to us. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. It's not something that we're born with. So True. I think that's maybe why in sixth grade people started to, you know, notice notice those things because of what other people thought them. Damn. That's real. That's real. So did you have because um, we went to the same intermediate school in the same high school. Um, what was your, but this happened to me in like the tail end of elementary. What was your elementary school experience like? Because everybody, you, you freaking went to Makaha elementary. That's not even fair. Mm-hmm. That's not even fair. Oh, like it was so good. you started so, good. so blessed. Talk to me about your experience in elementary school, what it was like. So Makaha elementary school is a, small beautiful school in Makaha and they have a farm attached to it so we would have classes that we would go out to the farm um, go and see the vegetables say goodnight to the seeds and see the animals there it's such a country school um, but so homey and so welcoming and warming in fact um, I'll tell you a I think I told you the story before. You know how when you're younger, you get super excited, right? Yes, like, as you should. Super, super, super excited. I would get excited to the point where I would throw up. What? I would, like, throw up. Like, wherever I was, if I got really excited, I would throw up. Like, oh in school, in, in Makai Elementary, I remember being in class. You know, you have those desks that you sit with. You, you don't open them um, on the top, but they had an opening in the front. Mm-hmm. So you could put all your stuff in Yes. There. So for, for some reason, I was sitting at school, and I got excited. I don't know what <laughs> happened, but all I remember was throwing up in my hand and putting my hand in the desk and releasing all of my barf into the desk. <laughs> what the fuck, Sam? That, that describes my Makaha Elementary see look people think that we are not like this is my example that i want to give to people who don't believe in evolution we learned how to be humans (laughs) that is some animalistic shit sam (laughs) i'm just like what am i gonna do (laughs) put it in the desk (laughs) 
zoned out? <laughs> I know. I don't remember, but I just remember getting so excited that I threw up in my hand and <laughs> do you do you here. still throw up I, when you get excited? I mean, I'm I'm not a I'm not proud of it. Like you know, that's definitely gross. But I definitely am proud of it at the same time. You know? <laughs> like, hey, I did I did it. I left my mark. Oh my. <laughs> okay. Speaking of leaving your mark, when I was in Hawaii, I felt this overwhelming pressure to be like the superhero you know like the best like because i i think it's because of things like how we got raised with you know like say goodnight to the seed say goodnight to the trees you know you gotta love the planet being taught the right ways and then getting older and and being having more access to the world realizing not everybody was doing things in the right way and being like holy shit i gotta do something so i always felt like i had to be the best i had to leave my mark i had to put hawaii on the map Oh my gosh, I had to put Hawaii on the map. And it's been difficult for me because I don't feel like I'm doing that at all. Like, I feel like when I left, I kind of had a plan. And now I'm just like, I am not in a position to represent anybody. I just want to figure out my shit real quick. (laughs) But I definitely feel like I have a sense of failure because I was built up into supposed to having done more than what I am doing or have done. Do you understand any of this? No, I totally know what you mean because, like, we had people representing Hawaii on the television when we were growing up. On American Idol, there were some Hawaii people, you know. There was The Rock. There was Bruno Mars that started to get his Mm -hmm. name out there and, they all represented Hawaii and they were all doing great things and you really feel like I don't know if you felt this way too but living in Hawaii I felt like I was the most special person on the earth (laughs) that nobody else had this opportunity to grow up on this island right and I would bring it up in conversations if I was talking to somebody that's not from Hawaii because I would use that as a way to like be like ha ha like I'm from Hawaii I'm special you're not you know (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's fucking... All right, here we go. You got to tell the truth. Tell the truth, nothing but the truth. Amber Tiana, tell the truth. Fuck. Yes, absolutely. Because, like, what do you have? Okay, because this, I think, is probably a good segue into this, is when you think of the word paradise, what are the visuals that come to your head? Like, I say paradise, and you respond with... I have two different views of paradise. I have this whole religious background that taught me that paradise was life after Armageddon, living together with my family, whether or not they were already dead or alive, and living forever. That's what paradise originally meant to me. But paradise now, I can think of it as somewhere relaxing, somewhere where you can go on a vacation. I think of Hawaii as paradise. You know, it definitely changed for me over the years of coming from a religious view of paradise to like actual interpretation of paradise. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, no, no, no. That's really interesting. I'm actually glad you said that because when I looked up the definition of paradise for this show, because I'm a nerd and I needed to know like what the real truth was, even though it's all bullshit, I was very surprised. Google or did you use Siri? I use Google. Okay. 
I use Google, I think. I don't know. It was like dictionary.com. Whatever first came up on my search. <laughs> See? Trending is important, y'all. Um, I had no idea. I had no idea of... I had a very different type of background in terms of religion. And um, I never associated it at all, 0%, with any place that would be considered heaven. That thought doesn't enter my mind, 0%, because I never was told that. I wasn't exposed to it, you know? I always, 100%, go to Yolks. Every single time I think of paradise, I think of that, like, 360, and, like, where do you get that? And and it's and then I think of the trees and the mountains, and I, I never even really think about other paradises, you know? I Like you said, you know, I'm from Hawaii. I'm the shit. I was, I am, I was born in heaven. It almost feels like, you know, cause we I had everything there. So I would definitely have that sense of, I don't want to say superiority cause that's not cool to say out loud about myself, but you, when everybody wants to be where you are and you get to be there, how do you not feel like that? I don't know. It's, um. It's deep. There's so much. I'm very excited. But anyway, so when you think about paradise, you think of, you know, your religious side. um, And then kind of like me, you also think about home. Why do you think people think Hawaii is a paradise? And do you think it's for the same reasons that you think it is? I think people look at Hawaii, first of all, as somewhere away from whatever situation or whatever um you know lifestyle they're in right now they think of it as a getaway um, where they can go to the beach they can go to a luau and meet authentic hawaiian people um you know i think a lot of people look to get disconnected from their current stress source so whether it be work whether it be their family they look at Hawaii as a way to get away from all of that. It's in the middle of the ocean. Maybe they don't have Wi-Fi, you know? <laughs> oh, so many times. But I, I, I think that's why it's a little bit different. Our viewpoint of Hawaii, because we grew up there, is it's definitely a beautiful place that we've learned to love. Um, and we were very lucky to grow up there, whereas these people strive to just relax and get out of their normal life. Mm. Yeah, that's true. So how do you feel about the transition? Like you're saying this and I'm like, wow, that's so true. And it, it you know, I, when we went and like flew somewhere else, you know, like say for instance, when we went to STN, you know, we were taking all these people who live in this generally tranquil environment. Like even if there's crazy stuff going on, on because there is and that's something i want to get into you know even if there's crazy stuff going on the general attitude is like hey relax you know like calm down like even if people are literally like fighting and i remember this happening in school people literally fighting at a certain point it was like the general relaxation model would come back in eventually somebody pulled their friend off the other friend. It's like too much, calm down, relax, chillax, slow down, Hawaiian time. This whole concept of literally slowing down is so different than it is for me you here. You've been to Hawaii recently, right? 
I've been, I don't remember the last time I was back. I probably should have thought about that. But yeah, I have. I went because I went for Katrina's wedding last year. Last year, yeah. Have you noticed the difference in driving between Hawaii drivers and California drivers? Like, they drive so slow. <laughs> they do drive slow. But we didn't know that when we were there. We thought it was normal. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that's why, like, I can't, I can't drive up here, Sam. I just can't do it. It's too... It gives me too much anxiety. I'm just like, why is everyone going so fast? Why is everyone... And I'm sure if I were out on the road like every single day and like I would get accustomed to it, but I still have more driving experience at home versus here. Yeah. So when well, I do it know, here, it's trippy. It kind of makes me excited. It gets me you know, a little bit of a drive rush. I, I like feeling that way. <laughs> you like feeling like you're a race car driver even though you're going only like 70, 80 miles an hour? <laughs> because to us that's fast bitch (laughs) yeah for real though but i mean like it's also like because bruh you only have so much space you're on an island you don't want to drive fast you know because then you're already there (laughs) you you want to take the time i've noticed that like when i would drive in at home it's also like you want to drive slow because there's so many things to look at and at least in my island mindset (laughs) <laughs> so embarrassing I want to look at LLC like the Libra Community College as I pass by I want to see Pearl City Campus I'm oh, Niele I'm God. nosy <laughs> I want to go and no, I want to recognize the fact that I'm driving past Kunia Walmart I want to make it like a mental note in my mind that I can see Aloha Stadium as I go through the H3 tunnel like now when I'm in a car, I don't fucking want to look around me. Like, it's bullshit. Everything, you know, homeless people, everything broken down, you know, like these buildings are coming apart. Or even, like, you know, it's just, like, there's so many people and it's overwhelming. There's billboards. Like, it is not a relaxing experience. I'm not sightseeing. I'm trying not to look at all of it because I get overstimulated very quickly. Oh, man, this is going to be a diary series. I had no idea. <laughs> But but it's interesting because, like, this is just how I kind of operate. You know, it's kind of like how I think about Justin being colorblind. Like, I'm standing right next to him, but he is experiencing the world so incredibly differently than I am standing right next to me. And we don't even really notice. Yeah. Oh, trust me. When I stop and think about it, it it, like trips me. It trips. I get tricked. Everybody in the world has their own path and experience that they're going through mm-hmm. and we will never ever be able to understand what someone else is going through because of all of the like experiences and traumas that they've they've that have happened to them in the past like we will never understand right someone else's life period we can relate to what they're going through but you will never truly understand what's going on through somebody's mind right you, see somebody. you can't so crazy not even not there's no one even if you were a twin who was born and put next to them and had the same like if even if you did set you there's no possible way that's when people like oh i understand what you're going through i'm like bitch the fuck you do no you don't no you don't you can't possibly and we shouldn't be taught to strive to do that i think we're taught to strive to understand people like do you understand like i remember my you know people saying that to me growing up do you understand and it's like yes but no you fucking don't i always felt like a liar when i said it I understood. I was just trying to please my parents or please the teacher or please the grown-up. Like, yeah, 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 I got it. I understand. But I didn't understand. I always had more questions. 
and I always wanted to know more and I always wanted to dive in and I always thought there was another way to look at shit and what you said is so very true about being relatable because you know that even if it's true that we don't understand each other it's so ingrained into this culture and everyone's just trying to understand each other versus like just love each other or care about one another or accept one another we're trying to figure each other out well, I think I think that's a tricky one too because you need to under, try to understand somebody to get to love them right because what is love built on it's built upon like understanding who your person is and you know like so I think yes like we should get to learn to understand one another but I don't think it's for the right reason that we're doing it now right I think we're using it to understand somebody to manipulate somebody understand them enough to judge them you want to understand to love right like people ask me all the time like are you gay are you a girl or a boy it's like you clearly are intrigued by my talent. You clearly are intrigued by my energy. You clearly are intrigued by what I'm creating for you, but you still cannot enjoy that because you have to put me in a box. So I think you're on to something when you're saying like understanding, you need to understand people in order to love. I think you need to love people in order to understand them. And I think that's why Aloha, where we're from and how I'm saying everything pulled back to our roots, even though we got radical, even though we're, you know, acting off our natural instincts, like we always were pulled back because the baseline is respect. The baseline is responsibility. The baseline is love, literally. And I think because we were taught to love everybody, we are much more open and to being able to understand people's paths because it's so hard to want to understand somebody who you just hate. Yeah. And damn, damn, that's real though. That's fucking real. So I think that like we're very, very lucky because we had this different way of living, different way of thinking, different way of caring for it. Like we were taught to like love people, care for people, trust people, be honest and open. And I think there had to be some adjustments when we moved to California. What were some of the hardest things for you or what what were things that you recognized as being different or something that you had to adjust to when you moved to the mainland I think the most difficult part for me was like kind of finding my place in the community that I moved into and rebuilding my connections with people and trying to Find a job was the hardest part of moving to California. I really believe in Hawaii. I knew a lot of people, so I would be able to, you know, it really, the more people you know, the more successful you can be, Mm -hmm. I really believe. And moving to somewhere where nobody knows you, nobody knows your work ethic, nobody knows who you are, hard to start over again and rebuild your foundation somewhere else yeah. I, I don't know what about you wow I mean damn I mean you just said that I cause, and it's interesting because I have a similar thing when it comes to jobs because yeah we were put we were, again very privileged Sam we we're very privileged because of where we were I never worried about having a job at home you know it always was like the neighbor needed someone so I worked for her for a little while or I worked in my uncle's 
art gallery and then for a little bit you know I worked where my sister worked and then after that you know like I decided to go work for Disney and yeah that was definitely um my doing like Brittany and I decided to go to Florida to work for Disney but we specifically did that (laughs) so that we could get jobs at Olani like that was the goal the goal of moving to Florida for six months was so that we could secure jobs at home 30 minutes away from where we lived I mean and we did it and as soon as we got in there you know like we kind of did the same thing for other people you know we got into positions where we were able to be a part of the casting process and we gave hella jobs to people from SP we made sure that the photographers that we worked with in high school intermediate school some people even elementary school that we got them interviews and when they got the job if they got the job you know we trained them well and we continued that on so knowing people really fucking helps you know and when you're a part of such a small ecosystem it's like hey where you from what's your last name what year are you in grad what's all of those things that we do (laughs) exactly and it's like once you have that confirmed ching then you all of a sudden like you want to share what you have with other people, you know, because you want them to be successful. You want them to learn and grow. You know where they came from. You know their background. You have some sort of understanding of them. Like we, I think we're probably easier to understand people because we get it. Like if you say you're from Wainai Valley Road, you know, and you're your uncle chicken fights every weekend, you get that. You know that. You can feel that environment because you've been there. But nobody we have we have such unique a unique experience that we try to come to california and it's like i feel like no one will ever really understand me (laughs) but also now i feel like if i were to go back home nobody there's ever going to really understand me either because of everything that happened to me up here you know like that's the fucking crazy shit is it's not even like i can go back (laughs) i i um I couldn't go back to like the same like rhythm like I think about going back and you know maybe like retiring or getting like a home there so I can always have a home there because it'll always be home there but I'm never gonna be the person I was if I never left and I don't know how I feel about that like I'm so happy with who I am you know like but then I think if I never left would I have been so happy with that person because I would only know that experience you know no what do you think? I wouldn't. I, I know for sure that I wouldn't be happy still living in Hawaii. And there's just so much out here. It's, it's not for everybody. Like, moving away from home is not for everybody. I truly believe that there are certain people in this world that are only going to accomplish so much with their life. Like, they're not going to do much. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Because that's what makes them happy. Mm-hmm. And that's what, you know, gets them through. But there are so many people that are missing out because they're so hooked on to being home, being where the roots are, being close to family. Like, what is family? Like, your family is going to be there for you no matter what, supposedly. Right? So, if you move away, if you have different experiences, if you really want to live your life, go do it. Like, don't let the island stop you from leaving because the island will try to get you to stay. Oh, man. Yes. I don't, I don't think you should let it. I think you should do whatever you want to do. That is, first of all, poetry. 
uh, so beautiful and so resonated. Like, I'm just like, I feel that in my soul. I'm like, ah, yes, I'm with it. So, um, and I, I kind of want to bring that to like, I don't know if other people understand the depth of that because I'm in LA, especially, you know, and I know a lot of people are probably like, well, you know, some people, you know, most people live, you know, very close to where they grew up from and some people move away. Like it's not that big of a deal, but it's like if you're moving from one part of California to another part of California, you know, or even if you're moving from, you know, like the East Coast to the West Coast or from the 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 Texas to to fucking Colorado. I don't know. I don't know because I, I don't have those experiences. I can only give my opinion. But I am willing to wager that we have one of the most extreme kind of transitions, you know, rerouting ourselves. Like the only thing that I think could be more extreme is if we were like, in terms of being in a, like Americans moving from one place to another, I think would be if yeah. we were in the East Coast because or like down south. Like, I think I think actually I think we're pretty lucky to have gone to California. There could have been much more difficult transitions. Like my sister's in Mississippi right now. I don't even know. Okay. That's, is, she, is she doing OK? She's doing OK. She's on she's doing military stuff. So she's on base. So she's not really exposed okay. to like everything around her because it's so very different and I think before we left we knew it was going to be so very different we just didn't know what that was so I want to know about like the day that you booked a ticket and didn't book a return ticket and what that was like for you and how you got there uh, it was it was really uplifting for me to kind of leave everything behind um I literally booked my ticket and had two suitcases full of my clothes and one bag, like, to carry on. Like, that's all I brought up from Hawaii to California. I made sure to bring my, you know, social security card, my birth certificate, because I didn't know if I was ever going to go back. And everybody thinks that they're going to go back. Um, in fact, when, when I left my job, when I quit my job to go to California, they had a running debt, like, within the workers. I just found this out, like, maybe a month ago. But they had a debt within the workers of my company that, oh, Sam's not going to last long in California. And they had debts on how many months I would last in California. Wow. And I just found that out recently. And I was like, I was kind of hurt. I was like, wow, they really didn't believe that I would be able to be successful by moving to a different state. Mm, and that's just, real. It me like, that's the mentality of everybody. They think that you leave home, you're not going to be successful. You're not going to be able to, you're not going to be able to deal with it. But guess what? I, I dealt with it. Yes. And it's been five years. Yeah. Since I left home. Yeah. And I'm still, I'm still here. Right. Somebody told me that I was not going to last six months on California. And I was like, wow. That's crazy. <laughs> but that's so true. Okay, did so. Anybody, did, any, did anybody tell you that? Okay, look. No, I don't know. Not really. See, like, I had a really great, like, when I left, you know me. I made it an event, okay? I was like. Sure. Of course. So there was a big party. Why was I not invited? Because you were already in California, weren't you? Oh, okay. No, you weren't. Wait, who, who went? When did you come up? I came up in February 2014. Are you serious? 
Let me think. Yeah. Uh, I, I came up in November of 2014. Got it. Okay, yeah. So I was not there. Thank you. Yeah, okay, and you're fine. And we got much closer after we both lived up here, which is so yeah. weird to even think about. You know what I mean? Like, when I think about you, I just think about you forever. Like, it's just, like, an eternal timeline at this yeah. point. So, like, even just now, I was like, oh, yeah, I don't know if I would have invited you anyway. Like, of course I would have invited you, but, like, would you have come out? Like, or would you have, like, we have such a different relationship right now. I'm so grateful for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. It is weird, but I love it. But anyway, yeah, I had a party, and everybody came, and, you know, I made sure to say goodbye to everybody, you know. And for me, I had a different experience because everyone was like, you're gonna make it. You're gonna be on Broadway. I'm so proud of you. I can't wait to see your name in lights. Da, 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 da. You're gonna shine. Da, da. So, like, I left with, like, this overwhelming amount of love, but also an overwhelming amount of pressure because I felt like I could not come home. But also, I didn't leave until I felt like I could not come home. Like, it was a thought that was in my head for a little while. Um, Like, growing up, I always thought of what it would be like to, like, be a star, blah, 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 what that would take. And I'm like, it would take living in L.A., right? But then when I went to do the Disney College program in 2010, that's when I was like, holy shit, there's a whole nother life out here. And I'm in Florida. <laughs> what what but I was in Florida but because of my opportunity doing the Disney college program I got to meet people from all over the world in one space so it was kind of like Hawaii where everybody was everything and everyone was different so that was similar and I liked it and everyone was new you know so it wasn't like I was being dropped into like it was a good um transition for me like a transitionatory experience that I think helped me be able to last because I got little tastes here and there. You know, I went to Florida for six months. I lived there for six months. I came home and then I was like, I still love this at home. But I because I had also been to like you out of the country and I went to China and it was so different there. I was like, I cannot just stay here. I can't stay here. I got to go see what else there is. And I knew I needed to do that because I needed to find out who I was. Because once I started going to all these different places and seeing how differently people acted, I was like, wow, like, I could I act like that? Or could I talk like that? Or could I carry myself like that? Or could I expose myself to those things? Or could I act that way? And, and I realized at home, the answer was no. Because <laughs> there is a certain expectation. And when you are in such a small community, a lot of the things are similar. Like I said, when people fought, there was just a general energy of, okay, knock it off. Okay, calm down. Because we're all used to that. Because we are only so far away from one another, you know? But it's different. It's different everywhere else. And I was just like, I can't live in the same thing all the time. It's like if you only ate eggs and you were like, okay, you can have scrambled eggs, you can have sunny side up, you can have eggs in an omelet, you can have sun over easy, you can have hard boiled, you can have soft boiled. And you're like, well, this is the life, right? And everybody out there also thinks eggs are the shit. So fuck it. I'm good. But then somehow, some way, I have to go out there and I, I try to I try to fruit or whatever, you know, like that Florida experience was as different to me as that. And because I knew that's what I wanted. I had to go and I knew I wasn't going to come back. 
I knew I was never going to go back. And that was fucking hard. I cried so much. I cried so much. It was not uplifted. It's so interesting that you felt so uplifted and free and only went with a couple things and people were like, eh, he's going to come back. And I was like, everybody was like, for me, was like, you're going to do great. And I was like, I'm never coming back. (laughs) But I was like, so down about it. Even though I had support. What? We had different and and that's okay and that's the point is everybody has different experiences like you would think like um like two people moved from hawaii away having been from a similar place from a similar time with similar programs you know just like months away from one another both to california but it's still just you and i have had such different experiences so it's it blows my mind when people like just throw us all into the same shit because we're not the same. Yeah, are you a male or a female? <laughs> what is a male and what's a female, Sam? <laughs> like, why does that even matter? I know. Why does that even matter? It I know. It and it matters because we were taught that it matters, and that is what I'm realizing. Like, wow we were growing up like we were so privileged we were taught like about shit that matters you know but at the same time we were also taught about shit that doesn't matter and i think i'm shifting sifting through and picking and choosing which ones are like worthy and relevant to carry on with me into this new phase of my life because i do bring hawaii with me everywhere i go and so do you you can just sense it but It's a journey for sure. It's a journey for sure. I would love to let's manifest. Can we manifest something? Can we manifest like this podcast turning into a uh, a huge success? Success. A TED Talk. A TED talk. Oh damn, you went there. <laughs> okay. Yes, I'm down. I'm down. I was just gonna say like a community of radical locals who dipped and but yeah. Yeah, that's just you that's just you journey. I love it. Do you find that you um, relate more to people from Hawaii when you find out that they're from Hawaii in, in California? Do you find that at all? I do. Um, it kind of depends because, like, there for a little while there was, like, a group of Hawaii people and I would go over there and it was so nice and I needed it because – it was like everybody would get together and we'd play Hawaiian music and, you know, like everybody would cook and you like freaking like chicken katsu dog. Like, yes. And and because we were all in L.A., um, because we were all in L.A., we also had the conversations about headshots and our agents and sitting in traffic. So they were also other like hybrids like me, you know, and that was really cool. Um, but I found myself that when like. I kept going, you know, like I kept going past that. I feel like that level of comfort um, for me was going to get me stuck in a way, you know, because you got to keep going and you got to keep growing. And what I realized and recognized is like, oh, man, like I don't really (laughs) I can't really come to these parties anymore because I don't eat food like this anymore, you know, because I'm trying to change my lifestyle. I'm trying to be healthier or like you know, and it has to match because I'm like, you know, I'm not actually auditioning as much anymore. I'm actually starting a business now. So I kind of like transitioned out of that environment 
in order to like keep growing in the direction that I wanted to grow in. And because I feel like if I stayed there, I would have just kept doing the same stuff that everybody was doing, you know? And like, again, it's like constantly just breaking free. But at the same time, I know that where I am, there will also be people from Hawaii because that's what I'm realizing is there's always somebody like we're not as small, but it's kind of crazy because where I'm at right now, I don't really know anybody, but that's kind of why I think it's important to do what I'm doing with Millennial Mission Media because I want to keep it growing and keep it expanding. Like, I want people to be here. Like, I want a whole freaking, I want Hawaii streamer clout, you know, or like, I mean, but I mean, I don't know. But just like people who are from Hawaii who don't live there anymore in general. Yeah, I feel like they get something that we get, you know, but then depending on what they did with that and where they went with that and how they're growing with that, because then there's the people who, you know, there's the people who come up here, they stay up here for 10, 15 years, and then they go back. Uh-huh. But I don't think I'm that kind of person. What do you think? I don't, I don't know. I, I don't think I'll ever go back, maybe to retire, like you said, but I don't think so. I'm ready for more. Yeah, I think that's what it is. It's, there's just so much life to live. Like, <laughs> telling you, that one I'm all... I still have that mapped out in my head. I know which way to go. I could do that blindfolded. I was there so oh, many yeah. times. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And now, you know, and you think about it. Name name the, if I told you, oh, this is a fun exercise. I'm so excited about all these segments that I'm going to make out of this conversation with you, Sam. <sighs> Thank you for being the first. You're my first. <laughs> okay. Take it back. I know. I know. Scandalous. Name, if I told you, I'm thinking of three malls only three only three no i'm gonna say four i'm gonna say four i'm gonna give you four i'm thinking of four malls and this is all i'm saying sam and i have never had this conversation before we've never talked about this before this is not a prompt this is completely organic okay sam agree okay 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 yes i agree i'm gonna give you four malls Like malls you want on. Me to guess four malls that you're thinking of. Yeah, on the island of Oahu, and not including Waianae Mall because that would be cheating because we've already talked about that okay. one. So X that so one. I'm like four one, malls. First one is Polish. <laughs> <laughs> Next one is Ala Moana. Yes. Oh God, <laughs> I, I I think I'm gonna be wrong on the last two. The other one that I'm thinking of is Kahala Mall. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> yes. Wait, wait. I, 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 I have so much question. I don't know if I can do this. Yeah. The last ball. You got it. Come on, you got it. Are you thinking Midway ball? I love you. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> this is what I'm saying, oh Sam. This is what I'm saying. It's like, what the fuck? Four malls. I all I said, Sam, was tell me. Four malls. I said four malls, and you said you said it in the exact order too, Sam. Are you serious? I promise. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. If I said that up here, people would be like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> I'm at one of the four malls. What? What? Like. 
if I like oh, if you were to I mean I don't know but then it's similar I guess like if you were to say that where you're at but I mean where I'm at it would be a, a mockery you know you can't do that there's so many what are you talking about anyway yeah. anyway this is definitely gonna be a segment for future episodes but while you're here since you're my first guest and since I I just obviously I remember one of the things I say about Sam to people who ask me about him is he takes my silver ideas and he turns them into gold. And I mean that. It's such a wonderful skill. And I think it's very special that we (laughs) have the foundation that we have because there's something about building a friendship on (laughs) terror and fear and the need for perfection. Ah, No, I mean that because we worked hard. Most people don't have a a relationship where, where they... Oh, where did you? How did you guys get to know each other? Well, we were in this program where we stayed up super late, worked really hard, worked for really big companies, had deadlines, had to learn new things all the time, traveled all around the world, competed for number one. That was the expectation. We were told that we had to change the world. <laughs> that's a yeah. that's a lot. It's almost it's almost like a superhero like um, origin story. <laughs> I think we are superheroes. We're like the digital Avengers. Can I just be Black Widow? No. You have to audition. Okay, I want to be Black Widow. Okay, well, well, we'll see. Well, we'll see. You know I'm always trying to pull you in on projects because you're fantastic and wonderful. But um, when, what I was going to say is I'm going to do that a little bit right now and ask you, like, after having done this podcast with me, this first session, you know, I, I want it to be very talk story. I kind of want to get that point across you know and I think I've missed out on that a lot in how I've had to be so organized you know from being a producer to being an event coordinator to coordinating my own shows live and it's very different than the chillax calm down that's enough vibe that I think I used to be so connected to so I like that this is like just like a talk story session I'm definitely gonna have segments but what would you like to see from this or what do you see from this particular podcast give me a give me a brainstorm sesh real quick five minute brainstorm sesh um i like the style of talk story i think that's really great um especially when you're talking about paradise right so um, that's the style of hawaii's talk story we sit down and we play music and you tell stories or you sing, you know? So I think that's great. Um, maybe, what if you, like, threw in a little bit of trivia here and there? Like, the, I really like the, the formal. That one is really fun. <laughs> I like that, um, too. Cool. Okay, I yeah, know. I can ask I questions. Think, I think it's going to grow into something when the more you do it, you know, you'll, you'll figure out. Like everything else, you'll figure out your style and what you like to do the more you do it. True. You right. You right. I like that. All right. Well, um, I guess the one question that I want to ask kind of point blank and for a point blank answer is, do you feel privileged? Yeah, I do. I, I had a great upbringing. I was taught to be respectful to people and that has given me a great advantage when, you know, it comes to work. Um, I have great customer service skills. 
because of my training and because of my upbringing being in Hawaii, I can relate to people. I can talk to people really easily. So yes, I'm, I'm privileged in the fact that I was able to live a life um, that has raised me to be who I am. You know, not too many people get the kind of training and the kind of learning that I got as a kid growing up. Um, I think that makes me special and that makes me stand out in some occasions. So, yes, I, I, I do feel I'm privileged. <sighs> that was so nice. Y'all, this is my friend. You are. That was so well put. I think we're going to end. We're going to end. We're going to fucking end here because that was a good place to end. Yes. All right. So is there anything that you want to say, talk about, plug, promote? Um, follow me on Instagram. I'm the somewhat man. and like all my photos because I'm super handsome and hot. He is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get you to be an influencer yet. I'm telling you, one day you're going to be on payroll. I'm going to give you your 200K a year baseline entry, no. and then we're going we're gonna to do Just some pay things. my bills. Pay my bills and buy me food. Hey, done. You heard it here first. All right. You want to? Okay. I'm going to do hit the bowl in closing of. Yes. Oh, let's do that. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Yes. But we, have, grab it. we on. have one more podcast to like record, off. so don't get twisted. Okay, so. Um, are we doing the song again? Yeah, obviously. But I'm going to okay, start this so time, three. and you have to catch on. Oh, you're going to start? Yes, I'm going to do gonna it. Start? Yes, I'm going to lead. I'm a leader. Okay. I mean, you're a leader, too. But <laughs> okay. Wait, I'm just going to let you know. I'm going to let you know that it's not going to work, and it's not going to come out correct, but I'm just letting you know what right now. What do you mean? I'm just trying. Just, I, I want to see you learn that this is not You want to see me learn? Okay, well, no, because, okay, fine, but no, why? Okay, does it have to do with sound? See, oh, he's always teaching me things. Um, no, um, it has to do with the delay because you're coming out at a delay to me, so it would make sense. I'm not the one recording. You're the one recording. So because there's a delay, you would have to be the one. I would have to be the one that's done. Uh, okay. And it'll be connected on your end. But we can try it. Nope, you're right. I'm here. I'm with you. I'm in therapy. I'm learning how to move on. I'm ready for it. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) Three, two, one. Hurry up. Wait, so am I starting? You're starting. I agree with you. I give you you back. I give you back. (laughs) Okay, I'm I'm starting. Okay. Okay. Three, two, one. Marijuana. Marijuana. marijuana, you smoke, you smoke, you smoke, you smoke, you smoke, you smoke, you smoke marijuana. marijuana. Ooh, fire. Uh,